Couple Advisory Solutions is an SEC-registered investment advisor and only transacts business in states where the firm is properly registered or is excluded or exempt from registration requirements. I wish that our stock market were as honest as every casino I go into. The gambling propensity is strong in people to do mathematically unintelligent things. Welcome to Libel on Fire with Libel Sternbach, the financial independence and retirement show dedicated to helping you build the life of your dreams as fast as possible with as little stress as possible. Libel Sternbach is the author of Living with Financial Anxiety and Authenticity. Libel's advice has been featured in countless publications, including Reader's Digest, USA Today, Yahoo Finance, CNN Business, Investment News, and and Market Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Libel on Fire. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Libel on Fire. And I'm excited to be with the great man himself, Mr. Libel Sternbach. He is the Amazon bestselling author of Living with Financial Anxiety and Authenticity. On this episode, we'll be talking about Social Security maximization, but First, I got to say, Libel, hello and welcome back, sir. Hey, how are you? Unbelievable. I was cold over the weekend, but now that it's uh, 70 degrees in some parts of the country, <laughs> 50 in others, and three degrees in other parts, I think I'm going to be okay. <laughs> Let's talk about Social Security maximization. You know, we all know, Libel, that Social Security is an important part of every retirement plan, and there's a lot of advice on when you should file for benefits or, and if you should take them early or wait until age 70, when you've accumulated all those deferred retirement credits as a certified social security advisor, what are your thoughts on this topic? So I got lots of thoughts on this topic. (laughs) Um, I got some good thoughts. I got some bad thoughts. Um, Let's go with the the bad thoughts first. I'm curious. the The bad thoughts. All right. So um, you, if you Google around, you can probably catch some uh, some uh, seminars or webinars that I've done on this topic. Um, but the Congress has basically raided the Social Security Administration's coffers for decades. We all know this, um, and we also know the fact that that when Social Security was first created, there were a lot more workers than there were retirees. The average age. Uh, the average lifespan was less than it is today. Uh, people are not only living longer, but they're living healthier lives, meaning that they're, you know, they're not invalids who are sitting in a bed for the last three years of their life just waiting to die. Um, you want to live, you want to explore, you want to see family, you want to do things. Um, and the fact is, is that you know, you know, Congress to get elected has been uh, pandering to the older crowd, as we get older, the boomer generation, the largest generation uh, really in American history, um, and they're the biggest voting block right now. And so they give them benefits and they say whatever it takes to get their vote. However, the reality is, is that you got to balance your budget. The money doesn't just come from, you know, it does, while it does literally grow on trees, it does not economically grow on trees. And so you need to, they need to balance the budget somehow. They need to pay for all of these services that they are giving. 
And so some of the ways that they have been cutting back on benefits without raising taxes, right? So what, how they're balancing that budget, when you got a budget, you got income and you got expenses and it's got to net out at the end. Otherwise you got to borrow money, which is just, you know, basically making future generations pay for it. Mm-hmm. Um, what they're doing though is because those numbers don't really match up, what they're doing is they're cutting back benefits in subtle ways that you don't see. So your check doesn't necessarily decrease. So existing pensioners, existing people who are claiming benefits don't see a reduction in benefits. But what they don't see is that, and what you don't take into account is that new people who are claiming benefits are not getting the same amount of benefits as the people who claimed previously. Or that your check, which is supposed to grow with inflation, isn't growing at the same pace as your costs. And this is not like, you know, oh, well, the system was set up and, you know, the cost of living adjustments in Social Security matches a certain number. And so therefore that number didn't grow. It's Congress actually went in and changed the number that it was tied to so that it is excluding things like energy and what they consider volatile expenses, because those things which end up, you know, when inflation hits, those are the numbers that go up the most. They didn't want to give that into the check. So a way to cut expenses, cut what that increase is based on. Another thing is this deemed filing rule that they did a few years back, where they said, where they said that if you file for benefits, it's as if you filed for all the benefits that you're entitled to, which prior right? One of the strategies was this file and suspend strategy where people would file for benefits and they would suspend their own benefits and just claim their spousal benefits. So, you know, just like in a divorce, you get, uh, you know, uh, spousal support, you get that uh, alimony. Mm -hmm. Same thing with social security. Social security recognizes the fact that a spouse who gives up their working career should be entitled to benefits because they are the ones who enabled the worker to work. They have, they have reduced the amount, the dollar amount of benefits that are eligible for people who worked and supported a spouse at the same time, or, you know, uh, at, at different points in their life. And it's a very subtle way that Congress is cutting your benefits without you even realizing that they're cutting benefits. Um, other ways are things like moving, uh, you know, the, the filing age, right? The minimum, the uh, full retirement age, FRA up so that it's, you, you can't file until you're older. That's pretty amazing. It, it's really nuanced. I, I, I asked the question about the good and the bad, and I think I got both of them all at the <laughs> same time. And you, you were really emphasizing benefits live, but we're talking about Social Security and maximization. So what are some of the benefits of waiting to take the benefits? I see the numbers of 70 or the magic number of 67. What are some of the benefits of waiting to take benefits? So when we when we talk about Social Security, there's, uh, you know, basically the rule of thumb is that for every year you delay benefits or you take benefits early, your check is going to be either increased by 8% or reduced by 8%. It's not exactly... Uh, those numbers, uh, it'll vary based on when your full retirement age is. But there's this range where if you don't take benefits when you are eligible, you can defer and you can get these deferral credits 
Um, and your check when you retire at that later age will have increased by a percentage basis for each month that you didn't claim benefits. So essentially by loaning the Social Security Administration your money back um, and letting them you know, uh, accumulate their reserves longer, you're going to get a bigger check later on, which, which is great, right? And if you're single and if you don't have anyone else to consider, mm-hmm. then that's probably the ideal strategy for you and you don't need the money. If you don't need the money and you can wait, and nobody else is, you know, relying on your social security benefits, your work history, then yeah, sure. Delay as long as possible because that check is going to increase. However, you know, as soon as you have someone else in the picture, then that becomes, you know, we go from doing simple algebra to doing calculus. (laughs) How does that work then when someone wants to take early retirement benefits? You've already told me that the money is going to be a little bit lower And I would imagine if I'm taking spousal benefits, the money starts to drop even further. How do you make sense of that? So there's really, there there are several factors that you need to look at. So the first factor you want to just look at, you know, flat out is, and this you'll see on your social security statement is, what will your check be if you claim early? What will your check be if you delayed uh, benefits? Um, And and that's your simple math. The next question you got to ask is, what is your spousal benefit? If you are married or if you have minor children, then you need to ask yourself the question, uh, and there are other people who can claim on your work history, but you need to look at those other people who can benefit from you filing for social security. And you need to ask yourself, is, is it more beneficial for us to claim early so that they can get more of that money up front or is it better to delay so that that you know my surviving spouse when the breadwinner you know passes that they get a bigger check? Um, and these are questions that you really need to ask yourself. And then you got to also ask yourself a question: What's your health? What's your life expectancy? And it's different for everyone. You know, my my dad passed at sixty three. Um, you saw one one of my mentors. He 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 passed at 60, uh, 64 and he knew he wasn't gonna. He felt he wasn't going to live until uh, past 65. His father didn't live until 65. I had a good friend who died in his 30s. Uh, sorry, in his 20s, and his dad was in his 30s. So you really got to ask yourself the question, you know, what is my life expectancy? Mm-hmm. At, at the same time, you know, well, one of my friends, is his dad, uh, you know, well, uh, his dad's dad is, you know, just passed at 101, right? So Big extremes. Yeah, big extremes. And, you, you know, uh, some of these people, you know, they smoke a pack a day and they're still 90 years old. Uh, so you really got to ask yourself that question. What is what is my life expectancy? And be realistic with yourself. And what will provide you more value, more money up front when you're younger um, or more money later? And, and And the answer might be, that I'd rather make sure that my spouse has a larger, a larger check when I pass, right? Um, that so might that be the real strategy. consideration. That is a strategy. Yeah. So let's, let's go from the, the benefits to talking about filing. And it's, it seems like it's an, a big secret on how to file the best way when you're doing your taxes. Is there a super strategy, Libel? There are no super strategies, <laughs> just oh, hard work. Shucks. 
<laughs> yeah, shucks. Um, there, there, there are no strategies. I love seeing these ads that say, get an extra $13,000 a month or a year in social security benefits. Uh, there are no secrets when it comes to social security. So much so to the point that the way, um, and the only reason why I know this is that the, the, I'm a national social security advisor certificate holder, and the program is run by a former social security uh, administration employee, 35 years, and you know he's been doing benefits. And he said that the way that their employees are trained is there's this system called POMS, which you can access online, publicly available. Um, and it's basically, they tell their employees, here, go online, search for the answers, right? And you have access to the same information that the Social Security Administration employee has access to, and they're not supposed to give you advice. So when you talk about secret strategies, there are no secret strategies. What there is, is just being aware of the rules and, and thinking through how they apply to you and your unique situation and recognizing that you are a unique situation. We are we are all unique individuals and anyone who comes out and says, well, no, this is what you should be doing. This is how you maximize your social security. What they're telling you is a soundbite that sounds good, that reads good. It gets attention because it's simple and easy to understand, but that by definition means it's probably wrong for you. Interesting. Libel Sternbach with us this weekend, and we're talking about social security maximization. So as we think about this, it sounds as if there's not one size that meets all, but it, we really have to be aware of our own individual and if, it, uh, if it's applicable to our spouse's needs and our children as well. Yeah, and it, it's not just our our it's not just us and it's not just our spouse. There are other people who can claim on our social security benefits. Um, you can have, you know, dependent parents. So if your parents are, are living with you, um, and you're, I mean, and more applies if you're close in age with your parents, but they may be recipients of your social security survivor benefits. Mm. Um, you also have dependent children, right? You have minor dependent children. Uh, they can get social security benefits up to 175% of your social security benefits is available to people other than yourself. Wow. And so that is something to keep in mind. You are not the only person in this equation. It's the math is easy when it's just you, but uh, hopefully you've, you, you've lived a life and there's other people who are in your web. Very interesting. That's libel, libel on fire. We're talking this week about social security I've got to figure out how to say that properly, libel. But when we come back, we'll talk more. We'll we'll go a little bit deeper. And I've got some more questions about it because I'm really concerned, and I'm sure some of our listeners are too. You mentioned children. You mentioned uh, reducing the size of your check. And I also have a question that uh, relates to actual tax deductions as you get that uh, the benefit coming in. This is Libel on Fire. I'm Freddie Bell. We'll take a short break, and then we'll be right back because libel is on fire. Thanks for listening to this episode of Libel on Fire. If you have questions about today's topic, please submit them on our Facebook group at libelonfire.com slash Facebook. And if you would like a free signed copy of Living with Financial Anxiety and Authenticity, visit libelonfire.com. Now, back to Libel on Fire. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to this episode of Libel on Fire. I'm Freddie Bell, and we're talking with Libel Sternbach. 
We've had a really, really robust conversation about social security and the benefits, spousal benefits, individual benefits. And I want to ask you about this, about taking the maximum social security benefits that we can. Do I need to work in order to qualify for SS benefit, retirement benefits, sir? So this question, I think, really trips people up. I don't know how many people I've spoken to who I'll talk to them about the retirement and they'll say, you know, yeah, I've got this, I've got that. And then I'll ask them about Social Security and they'll say, well, my benefit is whatever. And I'll say, what about your spouse? And they say, oh, they didn't work very much. They, they only work for a few years and not a, a good paying job. So they're not going to get much in benefits or they don't qualify. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, is they do qualify. If you've been married, if you are married to someone um, who is eligible for Social Security, then you are entitled to Social Security spousal benefits. Just like alimony, if you got divorced, that the courts recognize the fact that you are supporting this person's work history, the Social Security Administration recognizes that effort, and there is a spousal benefit that you are entitled to. Uh, similarly, if you've got divorced, if you are if you are married and you were work uh, to someone for more than ten years, and they qualify for Social Security benefits. Um, even if they haven't filed for benefits, you can claim benefits on their work history. And that is something that belongs to you and cannot be taken away. So don't assume just because you didn't work that you do not qualify for benefits under someone else's work history. That's really interesting. And that uh, now to me, that seems as if it is a hidden social security secret. So what about, okay, you talked about the spouse. You talked about working or not and getting the benefits. What about children? I've heard that children can get these kind of benefits as well. Is that really true or is that uh, just a myth? That that is really true. And um, my siblings and my mother actually both benefited benefited from that. Um, My dad, you know, passed when he was 63. He claimed Social Security uh, as early as he could um, because he knew he had a terminal illness. And he um, and, and, and my siblings who were under, uh, who were minors at the time, I think three of them qualified for benefits. And then their mother as the, you know, the care provider uh, qualified for benefits. And they ended up getting a decent side che- check for a number of years um, under social security. And so there are those benefits. You also have, so, so minors are eligible for social security under your work history. But again, this is where that sneaky thing comes in. Due to the deemed filing rule, the, the Congress said the only way those kids are eligible for those benefits are if you are claiming Social Security. So if you are, if you are thinking that I'm going to delay my retirement benefits to age 70 because I want to get all of those deferred uh, retirement benefits, well, you need to take into account all the years that your kids are going to be missing out on benefits and potentially not qualify for benefits when you hit age 70 because they're no longer minors and, and miss out on all those checks that, they, that you will not be able to get and will not get incorporated into your Social Security check. Those are lost benefits. So, Libel, so I'm, I'm understanding the benefits, but what about when I pass? Will my children still get benefits in my death? They can. There is there is a survivor's benefit for children, and they can continue getting those Social Security benefits. So that is something that you definitely want to consider. Wow, that's interesting. So is there an end date, or does it just go on in perpetuity, or 
does it stop when a child gets to be a certain age? So it is, it is for a, a minor dependent child. So there is an age cutoff um, that is, the, there are tests that will cut them off from those benefits, but until they hit those numbers, they will continue to receive those benefits. And again, this is one of those sneaky things where Congress comes in and they're like, okay, well, how do we save a few billion dollars? And they will change those rules on you. That's really interesting. Libel Sternbach with us this weekend. We're talking about maximizing your social security benefits. And I'm just curious, is it true that everybody gets the same amount of money if you work 10 years, if you work 30 years, that uh, the person who's worked 30 years and I will get the same level of benefit? That is, uh, that is a false uh, statement. So you're, the amount that you receive as social security benefits is based on the average of the highest uh, 35 years of working history, of work history. So they take the, uh, they take the top th- uh, 35 years that you've worked, they adjust it for, they have an inflation index, that, so they adjust it your working years, because you know in the 70s we had that hyperinflation, so you don't necessarily want the years prior to that to be included. That would bring your average way down. Mm-hmm. Um, so they take that, they drop the five lowest years, and then you have that average is what is used for your primary insurance amount. Um, and that is what your social security check will be based on. Now, you can reduce that or increase that by taking early social security or late social security. Um, but it is based on your work history. There is a cap to that number. And there is there is kind of a minimum to that number, um, but there you know so so if you earn you know too much, it's not going to make a difference. And if you earn you know way below the minimum or really just the minimum, you probably make the same as someone who made a little bit more than the minimum. Um, but it is definitely based. It is a, it is this is not a welfare program. This is an entitlement program. This is something that you earned. Um, so you paid into this, this is you, this is your government funded annuity. And that's really what it is. But because it's the government, it's not run like any other uh, public annuity that you would get on the street. The rules are not the same. They can, you know, pilfer the coffers. They don't have to invest it according to any kind of mandate. It is not protected. Um, but it is still, it, it is an insurance product that is managed by the government. Really interesting. I have two questions, but I'll ask the secondary question first. So with that, uh, that understanding, can I actually outlive my Social Security benefit that I'm getting? So that is the great thing about Social Security. You cannot outlive the benefit. And by the way, they, the private version of that is called an annuity. The technical term for a payment for life is an annuity. Um, and there are companies that will provide you private ones. And the, you know, a government, the social security is your public one that's government funded. A pension uh, usually is also something that you cannot outlive. And that is the appeal of this is that while your investments, you got to make sure to manage them properly so you don't outlive your, your assets. Your social security is something that will continue until the day you die, which is really great. And it will actually continue a little bit beyond that, which can get you into trouble if you spend that money. Oh my goodness. Libel Sternbach with us this weekend. So you mentioned indirectly ways that uh, your benefits can be impacted. I'm really thinking about how can these benefits be reduced other than starting social security early. Ah, So starting at age 63, as your your father did or or when, when he passed away, 
or waiting until 75? How can they be reduced? So another way that your benefits are reduced, and, and this is, um, is a little bit of a trick question in that while your benefit is, redu- while your check is reduced, your benefit amount is not reduced, um, which, which seems weird to say. Um, and what it is, is that if you are working be prior to your full retirement age, then the Social Security Administration will reduce your benefit check um, by a proportionate amount. And you can look up what that is, uh, but a proportionate amount based on what you work, and, uh, about, based on the amount of you work and how much you're working. So your check may get reduced. However, that amount of money that they take off of your check will be added back in after you hit full retirement age. So it's not lost money, but it is, will reduce your check. So if you're thinking I'm going to take early retirement, I'm going to have an, uh, you know, an extra $1,000 in my bank account every single month to spend on my expenses, which will let me cut back on hours of my job, the Social Security Administration may say, well, no, we're going to reduce that check even further, and you might not get that full benefit. So again, like I said, it's calculus that you're doing here. You're not just weighing one factor of what that check amount is. You got to weigh it in relationship to everything else that's going on in your life. Interesting. So we're talking about ways that it can be reduced, that uh, benefit that we're talking about with SS. So is Social Security taxable? That is something that gets people upset. <laughs> that oh, I is... think I can anticipate the answer. So uh, they, uh, we should call this show the, you know, the ways, the hidden ways that the government takes away your money, um, <laughs> because this is, again, one of those hidden things that the that, that Congress put in there to reduce benefits. Right. They they didn't want to say we're cutting Social Security because that doesn't sound good. That gets people to vote them out of office. Mm-hmm. So instead, what they did is we're reworking the tax code. And we're, ta- we're, we're taxing, you know, top earners and people who don't really need social security. And it gets lost in the, you know, 80,000 pages that is the IRS tax code. And what they did is they said, if you are earning over a certain amount, then your, 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 social, your social security becomes taxable income, which it shouldn't be taxable income because it was the taxes that you were paying to begin with. Um, but basically the, the, the answer is, is that up to 85% of your social security check can be taxable based on your taxable income. And it isn't a straight calculation of like, okay, well, I earned $20,000 a year this year based on my, you know, uh, investment income and my W-2. They've got an interesting calculation of what gets included in that, what doesn't get included in that, which is to your benefit. But it is not, again, it's not a simple uh, formula that you can just, you know, do on the back of a napkin and say, oh, well, you know, I'm not going to have to pay taxes on Social Security or I'm going to. Libel, I understand, but that's not fair. <laughs> no, <laughs> it is definitely not fair. Um, I mean, you, you worked your entire life. You put this money into the system. It was uh, it's supposed to be there for you when you retire. And then Congress makes all these promises. And what happens? Right. They 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 start reducing your benefits in ways that you don't even realize is happening. But anyone who's taking Social Security right now. Well, all, all you have to do is look at what your costs were at the beginning of the year to the end of the year and how much you're spending in the grocery store to know that that check isn't going as far as it used to. Wow. We've only got about a minute left, but here's the big question. 
will this benefit, will Social Security still be around when it's time for me to retire? And should I be worried about this at this time? I don't, there's nothing that you can do about it. So don't worry about it. I would, if you're a millennial or if you're under, if you're under 35, then you should, you know, you might not want to uh, maximize your social security savings. Um, That's not something you want to do. But social security isn't going uh, away anytime soon. Um, It just, they're going to keep reducing the benefits in these subtle ways. All right. How can we get more information, Libel? We've got a free report on my website that is yieldsforyou.com forward slash resources. I've got a five-minute social security maximization guide. I'll walk through all of this. I've got links to the uh, relevant pages on the social security website, calculators, everything you need to know in order to make the most of your benefits. Thanks for that information, Libel. And that website, again, is yieldsforyou.com. That's yields, the word yields, the number four, the letter u.com. That's Libel on Fire, and we'll be back again next week. That's all the time we have for this episode of Libel on Fire, the financial independence and retirement show dedicated to helping you build the life of your dreams. If you have questions about today's topic, please submit them in our Facebook group at libelonfire.com slash Facebook. And if you would like a free copy of Libel's book, Living with Financial Anxiety and Authenticity, visit libelonfire.com. Thanks for listening. Koppel Advisory Solutions is an SEC-registered investment advisor and only transacts business in states where the firm is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration as an investment advisor is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. All investment strategies can result in profit or loss. Information presented on this program is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. Discussion should not be construed as any offer to buy or sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy or sell the investments mentioned. Annuity guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Content should not be viewed as legal or tax advice. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation.